Welcome to Burn News Current Affairs Podcast with Jeremy Deacon. Listen at your leisure on www.burnnews.com. Kim Wilson is with me today. Uh, she has been, um, easy to say, good to say, campaigning in Bermuda uh, for issues facing women. Um, she's recently been successful in uh, getting government to agree to a joint select committee looking at issues facing women. Ms Wilson, um, what do you hope that will achieve, this joint select committee? Well, um, let me, can I go back a little bit to just give you the background. Um, back in February, I hosted a uh, session at the Anglican Cathedral for women. And it was designed specifically to allow women to come and discuss how unemployment was affecting them and their mm -hmm. families, mm -hmm. whether directly, indirectly. And it was just an opportunity for women to get together and share their experiences and offer solutions to one another. I was overwhelmed by the response. There were over 150 women really? that showed wow. up and shared openly um, a, a number of issues and concerns. I took copious notes, but I also promised them that I would take those concerns to Parliament mm -hmm. so that they could be, the, the discussion could be broadened and that we could get more put participation in the discussion. That was in February. Fast forward to March, I tabled a uh, motion for a select committee mm -hmm. to look specifically at issues concerning women. The government amended it and asked for it to be included, to, to be joint, which is fine. So mm -hmm. that means both the Senate both exactly, yeah. and the House will be uh, participants in it. Um, it's interesting, Jeremy, because to my knowledge, there has never been a joint select committee um, established for the sole purpose of looking into issues affecting women. We've had joint select committees concerning gun crime, et mm -hmm. cetera, et cetera, but not for just women. So um, I, I was pleased that it found um, bipartisan support. And I think a number of things hopefully will come um, out of this committee. It has not yet been established. Yeah. I did meet with the speaker, I guess, about 10, 10 days ago. Mm -hmm. And he's in the process of establishing uh, the committee. And then we'll get our mandate and we'll start meeting which I anticipate will be any day now. Uh, but a, a number of issues that came out of that session in February are things that I'd like for the committee to look at, such as, and this is not an exclusive list by, sure. by any means, and the other interesting thing is it allows us to summon people to get information. Okay. So I've spoken to a number of people from various women's organizations, Women's Resource Center, et cetera. They are just thrilled, and they can't wait to come and share their experiences. So I, I, I'm really, really excited about this. Just, just, just to rewind, you mentioned some of the issues that came up. What, sure. what were the issues that came up that you hope this is, the committee will look at? Certainly. Um, First and foremost, and this is not in any particular uh, order, but obviously how the issues of unemployment are affecting the families and mm -hmm. the women who mm -hmm. the majority of uh, single parent homes, as we know in Bermuda, are headed by women. Yeah. So how is that emotional toil um, affecting the women and their families and their interaction with their families? Um, we've seen situations that came up that we would hope to discuss in the uh, select committee about uh, the challenges with respect to sexism and that there still is, in many institutions, a glass ceiling. When you look at the, the, the wage disparity. Yes, that's quite in, clear. Precisely, mm -hmm. in some of the um, areas in Bermuda, uh, the, the recent labor force survey sh highlighted it tremendously. So yep. we'll look at things like that. Mm -hmm. um, also, age discrimination, because right. of course, it's not covered under the Human Rights Act as it relates to employment. And uh, there was one woman who I actually ran into recently, and she shared her experience being a government employee three weeks short of 65. 
and she was as spry as you and I. So, you know, she had a lot of get up and go. Mm -hmm. And she was concerned, what next? Because she knew that in three weeks' time, she would effectively be unemployed. Right. Right. And, of course, in a depressed economy, it's even more challenging for a person of more seniority to try to compete with 35 and 40-something-year-olds for employment Absolutely, opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So those are just a few of the things. Mm -hmm. I suspect that once we start interviewing people from, like I said, various women's organizations, more information is going to come, and it's going to allow the committee to look into other avenues, again, that are affecting women in our sure. society. Uh, you will presumably compile a report. Oh, at absolutely. The end of all this. absolutely, absolutely. There is a bit of a history of joint select committees, and select committees compiling reports that tend to sit on the shelf. Well, I don't want to speak to previous reports because I, I, I obviously I don't have that knowledge. But what I'm trying to get at is uh, you presumably hope that you will compile a report and there will be some action points that will be acted upon. Absolutely. In fact, the motion that carried did say for us to discuss and make recommendations right. concerning this. Right. Now, um, it is a joint select committee, which of course would mean that both sides are involved in this process. And my hope is that following the conclusion of this, that uh, various recommendations are acted upon. Um, and I will be there to do everything that I can <laughs> in my power to ensure that that's the case. Will you be chairing the committee? I hope so. You now, hope the so. custom and practice is that whoever's motion carries, and it right. was my motion, is the one that's invited to chair the committee. So the, if that happens, this will be the torch that you will bear and try and push forward. And burn brightly. Burn brightly. If, um, if you were to have any recommendations now, what would they be? You've seen a lot of issues affecting uh, women. You mentioned this forum where issues came across. Sure. What, what kind of recommendations would you make now? I think first... Without trying to, obviously, without preempting them. Right. right. I think uh, first and foremost would certainly be for the Human Rights Act to be amended to include the issue of uh, age discrimination for a, um, with, as it relates to employment. Um, I, I'm sure you've probably spoken to people at the Human Rights Commission, and they can indicate that there, there is... Uh, evidence to suggest that that occurs. I know from forum that I spoke about previously that people have felt that that has been an issue that has um, caused them great challenge in mm -hmm. terms of their employment opportunities. So I'd certainly like to see that as something f on our wish list mm -hmm. and a recommendation. And I, I've already extended an invitation to uh, persons from the Human Rights Commission to talk about that right. to our committee. So yeah. they will certainly be expending, okay. and they'll be able to provide us with more information and statistics to confirm that we know that age discrimination with respect to workforce is um, occurring. I'd also like us to look at the issue concerning wage disparity. Mm -hmm. Again, it, it's, it is only in, in, in certain areas of employment, particularly international business and, and those areas where women are making 68%, 68 cents to the dollar of a man. So I'd certainly like for us to look at that aspect as well. And um, the whole glass ceiling issue mm -hmm. and how women are, um, how sexism still exists in uh, the workforce and how women perhaps are not necessarily uh, receiving the same um, benefits insofar as employment opportunities and um, uh, advancement as men. Definitely the issue of sexual harassment, which we know still exists. Right. Um, it's oftentimes a more hush-hush. Uh, and and people sometimes are afraid, aren't they, because it's their boss. Absolutely. And when you're looking at a situation where you have such a depressed economy and unemployment is rampant, I think I'd probably be concerned about reporting some type mm. of sexual, sexual harassment mm. for fear of losing my job, particularly if I have young family at home. 
You know, and those are issues that I'd like to see us address as well. You, you mentioned the economy, the depressed economy. Are these issues coming to the fore because of that, or have they always been around? I think, you, you mean insofar as sexual harassment? Well, sexual harassment, um, wage, dis right. wage discrimination. I think, do you know, it's is, is this a, an emerging trend, or has it been going a long time? Is it worse because of the, the depressed economy? I don't believe that it's a new phenomenon. Mm. I think that it's been going on for quite some time. Right. I think that um, certainly, the, and there's those professionals that are more, you know, um, able to speak to this than I myself, but for example, when you talk about the areas of sexual harassment, um, I think that nowadays, because of the economy and the, and the challenges that we're having, there probably is a reluctance for people to report and speak about it for fear of losing their mm -hmm. job. Because there's probably, it used to be a time where there might be three other people that could perform that job. Now there's probably about 30. So that could be a, a big challenge. Mm -hmm. um, as, in, as it relates to uh, issues concerning uh, lack of um, uh, upward mobility for women, I think, again, that's been around uh, you know, quite some time. Uh, perhaps women are speaking about it more. And that's something that we'll definitely explore within the um, Joint Select Committee. Well, one of the big issues, it seems to me at least, is the issue of single mothers. Mm. Uh, and in Bermuda, it seems so much that the woman of the household is the leader of the household. Mm. Uh, is, there a, is there a bigger issue now about single mothers and single mothers really struggling to make ends meet? Well, I think, again, um, because of the impact of the economy and the statistics will reveal that the majority of single parent households are headed by women. Yeah. But when we have situations where women are um, perhaps as the sole breadwinner and maybe their uh, partner or significant other is now finding themselves unemployed, then that obviously causes a knock-on effect on the women and, mm. and, and their children because of obviously lack of financial resources. It may also um, from some of the information that was revealed in this uh, session and from discussions that I've had with um, other women where they're finding that there may be an increase in latchkey kids and that right. mothers are finding themselves unable to find secured full-time employment so they have several part-time positions, yeah, yeah. which means that there may be gaps in terms yeah. of their times and that the yeah. children are you know. And that has knock-on effects in itself. We have a latchkey kid who's looking up, cooking their own supper, trying to do their own homework, exactly, exactly. no parental guidance. Absolutely, absolutely. It becomes a bit of a vicious circle. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. You're right. Um, one of the uh, things that uh, was touched upon, I think, in the, in the debate when uh, you were talking about the Joint Select Committee in the mm -hmm. House uh, was from Patricia Gordon-Pamplin when she was talking about the Employment Act. She was actually quoted as saying it had a long way to go in terms of some of the conditions that must be made available to women that could perhaps be consistent with international standards. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that at all, is what she was taught getting at? Um, I, I'm not 100% sure what she was getting at. I think but just in that, your opinion. Right. I think that she probably was referring to, because our Employment Act is 2000, I think, right? Right. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, um, that's quite... Not to say that it's not a good piece of legislation, because it was at the time, but you know things have progressed. Um, but I believe in her role as the Minister of Culture, she was perhaps speaking to uh, CEDAW, which was a convention that Bermuda is hoping to be 
to adopt and implement some of the provisions under, which deal specifically with more issues of equality and so forth for women. So I think that's what she was referring to. Fine. Okay. I just wondered, um, um, your colleague, uh, Walton Brown, um, I think in the same debate, he said that there's systematic structural discrimination against women in Bermuda. Mm -hmm. What is it? Do you, have you any idea what he means by that? We um, say structural discrimination. Well, I think that um, he is referring specifically to instances which we've heard about and which women have reported where the glass ceiling is existing. Right. And that um, it, it's, it's in eight within the organization, notwithstanding the woman's ability, skill set, level of professionalism, knowledge, et cetera, et cetera, that women are. Um, not viewed as having the same capabilities of men. I mean, you look at the wage disparity. That's a perfect example. Yeah. When they're doing the same job, same skill set, but still getting 68. 65%, I think. 65%. You said. Mm. It's not one. It's, it's not a one-to-one -one equal ratio. No, clearly. So if it, because we know that that exists, and because this, the labor force survey um, uh, confirms that, then. It goes to show that there has to be structural uh, uh, um, sexism within the workforce. If women are, that's an example of it right there. Is women aren't paid for not as men. Is this something that can be legislated for? Um, would you like to legislate for it? Or would you rather see it being voluntarily dealt with? But monitored? Yeah. Um, I'm not, I hadn't quite thought of that. I think that certainly there should be uh, consideration for some type of equal parity, equal pay for equal work, or, or you mm. know, how that process pans out. Again, I haven't, that's something I haven't quite thought of. Well, presumably I, that's something that you'll discuss in your committee. Absolutely, absolutely. Clearly, agenda, voluntarily sure. isn't working because we see well, what clearly. the statistics are. Um, but I mean, it can become policy, for instance, rather exactly. than legislation. Exactly. And the policy can be monitored. Exactly, exactly. And that may be something, that's certainly something that will no doubt be discussed because I know that there are people that were, have raised this with me that are biting at the bit to try to, to get in front of this committee to really? discuss that. Yeah. That's interesting. So I think we're going to have, um, a, I would like to see a broad section of uh, women and men participate in this process. It is important to have men, actually. We shouldn't, I mean, yes, I'm saying this, but mm. we shouldn't leave man, the, the men out no. because they're probably culpable. Um, in many instances, <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. And perhaps unwittingly and so I'm not 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 in most cases but I suspect in some cases um, and that may mean being more educated about the issues uh, probably a lot of a lot of it to do with education mm -hmm. isn't it? and mm -hmm. it, like you say maybe it is unwitting I'm not trying to defend my uh, my fellow mankind mm -hmm. but uh, perhaps it is yeah um, you in, in terms of the committee um, you will uh, invite people will you will you um, or can you are you able to ask people to attend and make sure they attend? Do you have that kind of power? Um, I haven't looked at the act. I don't. I'm not sure that we have the power to actually compel people to attend. Right. However, given um, the importance and the nature of this particular um, committee, I don't think we're going to have any problem with people wanting to volunteer to share their experiences. And yeah, but I was wondering if it, it depends on who's volunteering their experiences. I, I guess if we say go back and say men perhaps culpable in this, uh, if they're not attending and explain mm -hmm. their situation, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be difficult to get perhaps to the bottom of the reasons or to, or to change the mindset. 
Well, like I said, part of the recommendations would probably be uh, education. Yeah. And we can do that through changing mindsets through education. I think, I, I don't believe there is a, a mechanism to compel witnesses. But again, out of the recommendations which will be tabled in Parliament and uh, discussed, mm. if one of those recommendations is to highlight the awareness, which it would be because that's why we're doing this committee also, is to highlight the awareness yeah, yeah. of the issues yeah. affecting women, then I think that's part and parcel of the process. Um, the committee will be open to the public? Yes. Now, you mentioned the forum. I think it was called Women Hearing Women Forum. That's correct. And I think at the time you said uh, you hoped it would grow legs and move in other directions. Correct. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I, I thought that um, it would be more advantageous to start it almost as a national level. Mm -hmm. And that's why we uh, chose you know, having it in the center of Hamilton during a lunch hour so that we could get a cro broader cross-section of people coming in on their lunch hour. Um, and hopefully it would start the provide the the impetus to start the conversation, to start the discussion. Because right. as I indicated, I, I can't employ 150 people. Mm. However, what I can do is help to facilitate the mechanisms for women to come together, hear and share and offer solutions on common concerns. And I think that goal was met. Okay. So do you, do you see it moving further further forward in, a, in, a, in almost like a movement? That would be wonderful. I think uh, perhaps that was the first step. and. Of course, uh, everything starts with a step. I think that we, I would like to have seen, like perhaps, you know, maybe in, in, in you know, more prudential issues. I mean, more prudential involvement. But mm -hmm. it, you know, everything starts. So, and I do believe, and I anticipate that once this joint select committee is um, effectively established, there'll be more information and dialogue surrounding all of that that will heighten the awareness. Okay, thank you very much for your help. Oh, thanks, Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to Burn News Current Affairs Podcast with Jeremy Deacon. Listen at your leisure on www.burnnews.com, your 24-7 Bermuda news source.